He's an awesome God, isn't he? Awesome God. Once again, appreciate all of you uh, being here today. And what a powerful uh, presence of the Lord. Amen. If it wasn't for his power and his presence, what would we do? We do. Amen. <clears throat> what would we do? We're just going to have revival in the midst of all this. Praise God. Somebody say yes. Amen. Second Kings chapter 16 and verses 17 and 18. Amen. I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to be alive. Yeah, well, you're saying amen, but there's a story behind it. My daughter and my wife drugged me on a high thrill roller coaster yesterday. I didn't want to get on, but I had no choice. By the hair of my head, they drugged me on a roller coaster called the Diamondback. And when any roller coaster is named after a snake, you know that it's not of God. And we went down the first hill, and when we started going up the second, down the hill and going up the second hill, I came up out of my seat and I thought, well, this is it. I'm just going to keep on going up to Jesus. It's all over with. Wasn't even in my seat at whatever. I'm exaggerating, but 145 miles per hour. I don't know how fast we were going, but I'm just glad to be here. The Lord spared me. It ain't happening again. That's it. I'm done. They they got me once and not going to get me again. Amen. I'm trying to stay young. My, my grandma, I watched her ride a roller coaster at 70 some years of age. So I thought, well, if she can do it, I can do it and go for there. Amen. Love all the people. Love the young people. Love my family. 2 Kings chapter 16 and verses 17 and 18. And King Ahaz cut off the borders of the bases and removed the laver off them, took down the sea from off the brazen oxen that were under it and put it upon a pavement of stones and the covert for the Sabbath that they had built in the house and the king's entry without turned he from the house of the Lord for the king of Syria. That's what the king of Ahaz did. That's what he did. Isaiah chapter 32 and verses 1 through 3. Behold, a king, this is another king, shall reign in righteousness, and princes shall rule in judgment, and a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind, and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. As the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. And the eyes of them that see shall not be dim. And the ears of them that hear shall hearken. My subject here for a few moments. A rock in a weary land. A rock in a weary land. Oh, I feel the Lord in this place. Come on, somebody reach out to him for just a moment. 
Somebody reach out to him with your voice, your mind, your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Clap your hands and let's just give him some praise here for a moment. Thank you. The Lord bless you. you may be seated. Amen. What a great, wonderful church you are. And uh, thank all of you for all of your support and prayers. And I got a voice message from Brother Larry Morris, just so encouraging and uplifting. And uh, all of what you are doing, uh, we really appreciate it. Israel wanted an earthly king as the other heathen nations. And so God granted their wishes. And Saul became the first king over Israel. Saul became the first king of God's people. But somehow, some way, and I won't get into the detail of it, Saul became sidetracked by sin. I want the church to know, and anybody else who would care to listen, you can be sidetracked by sin. The devil has his snares, he has his devices and his tools, and he is setting traps daily, and you can be sidetracked, sidewind by the sin of this world. And Saul comes to a place where he is, uh, uh, he has um, uh, been uh, sieged or uh, come upon by the Philistine people. And Saul is looking for Samuel, the prophet, to come and make a sacrifice. Now, Samuel being the mouthpiece of God, he in essence is Saul's pastor, uh, Saul's leader, we could type him. And Saul, uh, again, is waiting for Samuel to come and make the sacrifice so the people of God can go to war and be victorious over the Philistine people. He no longer waits for Samuel, becomes impatient, and he decides that he's going to make the sacrifice himself. It isn't long until Samuel comes over the hilltop and he sees what Saul has done. What did Saul do? Well, I'm going to meddle a little bit. Is that all right if I preach to you? In essence, Saul becomes his own pastor. Saul all of a sudden decides to make his own decision. You just better be careful in trying to do things and make decisions on your own. Now, I'm not up here to say that the pastor has to micromanage every move that you make, but I will say you need a pastor in your life. You need someone to speak into your life. Amen. Amen. And I'm thankful for the people of God that instill the confidence in the man of God and the pastor Amen. That is the watchman on the wall and he watches over your soul. Saul gets uh, in a place, a precarious place, and he becomes his own man. Amen. He, be, he, be, uh, he decides to make his own uh, decisions. And so in essence, uh, Saul has sinned to creep into his life. Is it okay if I preach this for just a moment and, and say a couple things? 
I'm thankful that since 1950, 1950, and I know that I will never be my dad, and I'm not trying to, and uh, I am what I am, and, and I've got fallacies and flaws. He had a few uh, himself that we're both human beings, but I'm thankful that in now 70 years, 70 years, uh, that we have had clean leadership, clean leadership. Amen. We have men that have led this church without sin. Nobody's without flaw or mistake. But there's a difference between making a mistake and yelling at the dog in committing a sin. No one has cheated on their families, cheated on the church, sidewind, underwind, committed sin or adultery or any other thing. It has been a clean church. I don't know how you feel, but I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for a man of God that will speak into my life and I have men of God that speak into my life personally. Amen. And now that my dad is gone, that they have, they have been men in my life and they clean living. They are clean living men. Can I say this? Don't become a Saul and try to pastor yourself and don't, uh, don't subject yourself to someone that's not living right. I want to be clean. He is a holy God. I just preached about that last week. He is a holy God and I want to be a part of a holy church and a holy kingdom. Someone clap your hands if you believe what I'm preaching to you. Stay with me. I'm headed somewhere. And so, yes. Uh, and so, uh, the, the, uh, prophet Samuel tells Saul, you're going to be replaced in essence. You're going to replace, be replaced. And God is going to give someone that's going to lead this people. That is a man that is after God's own heart. He is a man that is after God's own heart. His name would be David, and he was called of God, anointed of God, and chosen of God to be the king of God's people. Amen. David, David, the king, the leader in praise. He made mistakes, but he knew how to repent, and he led the people of God. He was the king of God's people. Hear me when I preach this. And then after David came 16 kings, 16 kings, Solomon and Rehoboam and Abiah and Asa, Jehoshaphat, Joram, Ahaziah and Joash, Amaziah and Azariah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, Manasseh, Amen and Joash. 16 kings, most of them doing evil. But all of a sudden, I've read to you a man that can't, that comes along and he is a king and his name is Ahaz. He takes it to another level. He puts in place of wickedness like they had never seen before. He is the one that actually offers his own children up to the God Molech, the God of fire, making his or causing his own children to be sacrificed to this God. And I don't want to get into all the details, but what transpires is that his son Hezekiah is saved from being offered to this God 
God, this fire God of Molech. Can you see that there is a pattern here? After David, we begin to become wicked until finally we reach a place of Ahaz, or Ahaziah. And he is so wicked and so vile and the land becomes so wicked and it becomes so vile and it becomes so sinful. I want you to know, church, and I'm headed somewhere, stay with me, that there is nothing that will wear you out like sin. There is nothing like the wiles of sin. It can get you in a place like you cannot imagine. I have seen preachers and I've heard rumors and usually there's a smoke there's fire of rumors of preachers I'm not talking about just church members I'm talking about preachers that have gone to an Ahaz level of sin where it's just so incomprehensible of what the enemy comes in and does I want to say it again hold on to the coattail of the man of God if he's living it straight if he's preaching it straight get a hold of him Get a hold of a holy living elder. I don't know how you feel. I don't want any part of this whole world. Jesus said my kingdom is not of this world. I don't want to get used to it. I don't want to become accustomed to it. I don't want the Lord to tarry on his coming. I'm ready for the rapture of the church. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm I'm delirious of the things in this world. And I'm ready to be called up together with the Lord. Amen. In the rapture of the church, clap your hands if you believe it. I'm weary with it. I get weary with it. I get weary with another story. Amen. Of someone that has fallen into sin. Somebody help me preach this. I get weary with another preacher, a pastor that has fallen into adultery. I'm weary with it. I'm weary with another backslidden daughter of you, you individuals, or a son. I'm tired of the devil. I'm sick of his tactics. I'm tired of watching the news. I'm tired of seeing what's going on in our country. Every which way this world is turning upside down and this United States, it's not united any longer. It's becoming divided and you can point your finger. I'm not going to name names or group names. You can point your finger where you want to point it, but somebody needs to point it at the devil and hell because he's not a uniter. He is a divider and his tool is sin and sin is running rampant and sin is causing drug overdose and sin is causing rape and murder and sin is killing people and taking their lives it's on the move it's on the march I know you've heard it and I know that it's old but sin will take you further than you want to go it'll keep you longer than you want to stay and it will cost you more than you want to pay sin will flat tire you out I want to let the church know it's time for the church to be the church and say, hey, I've got good news. It's Jesus Christ, and we've got the Holy Ghost. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Somebody clap your hands if you believe it. Oh, 
Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty praise right now. I'm worn out. Amen. Somebody say I'm worn out. Amen. I'm not worn out by my mom. She used to wear me out. That was a different worn out. Somebody help me out. I'm worn out with sin. April 14th, 1935. Just stay with me. Help me preach this. This day would become infamously known as Black Sunday, 1935. It started with the weather being sunny and calm. Ever heard of that? Sunny and calm back in, what was that month? February. It may not have been warm, but it was sunny and calm on uh, a front of socializing and spiritual front, sunny and calm. But all of a sudden, people that were on their way home from church on April the 14th, 1935, or they were visiting friends for lunch, they saw huge flocks of birds flying south away from a dark cloud on the northern horizon. And as the cloud approached, people realized that it wasn't a storm cloud, but it was a cloud of dirt. Blown up by the wind, the storm would be part of many storms known as the Dust Bowl or the Dirty Thirties. A period of dust storms causing major ecological and agricultural damage to American and Canadian prairie lands from 1930 to 1940, it lasted. These dust storms were attributed to severe drought coupled with decades of extensive farming without crop rotation or proper techniques to prevent erosion. Hear me when I preach it to the land. It was largely a man-made disaster caused by an abnormally severe drought combined with the deep plowing of the virgin topsoil of the Great Plains, which killed the natural grasses. But in 1935, on April the 14th, it was like none they had ever seen, yet it became known as Black Sunday. Witnesses said of it that it was like a black tidal wave that came down from the sky. It became as dark as night. And as the cloud descended, static electricity, electrical stalled cars and shorted out telephone lines. People standing a few yards away from their homes got lost in the darkness and grabbed onto fence posts to keep them from being blown to the ground. It was later estimated that the storm carried 300 million tons of soil through the air. Yet there was an irony about the storm because it was while making a presentation in Washington, D.C., to an apathetic and lethargic government and Congress that had done nothing to keep the dire situation that expert controversy Hugh Bennett told Congress to look outside. For now, the storm had descended upon D.C. itself. It came from way out west, and now, all the way to the east, the storm had descended upon uh, this country. I want you to know that the Lord uh, 
is trying to speak to this world in this end time hour. I want to let the world know, and I know I don't have everybody's attention, but I thank you all for listening, that we are living in a black Sunday according to what's going on in this country. It may not be visible from a, uh, uh, it may not be visible from the standpoint of what you can see, but this is a black Sunday. There is a storm that is blowing across our country. Somebody help me out. It's coming from every different direction. It's coming in a different wave. Church, this land, hey man, is worn out. The sin has taken its toll on the United States of America, but I I've got hope and I've got news because the Lord uses different types in his word. He uses water as a type of the spirit. He uses fire as a type of the Holy Ghost. He uses water as a type of blood in baptism. The Lord uses many types, but there's a type that he uses that you need to build your life upon. There's a type that he uses that when you're going to build it, when you're going to bring it to together. You don't build it on whatever foundation you want to build upon. He said, amen, in an illustration that there was a foolish man that built his house upon sinking sand. But he said the wise man, when he decided to get things together, he said, I'm going to build my house upon something solid. I'm going to build it upon the rock. And when Black Sunday comes and the winds begin to blow, I'm built on something solid. It's the rock Christ Jesus. I've come to preach a message today that Jesus is a rock in a weary land. I said Jesus is a rock in a weary land. Clap your hands if you believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The winds of adversity are blowing. Doctrine. Amen. False doctrine. Winds are blowing. False prophets are standing to the microphone. We can't believe anything anybody says. Sin is running rampant. I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm trying to guide the church in these times. But I've got hope. I said I've got hope. I've got a rock. I've got my foot on the rock. I've got my mind made up. I'm not a part of a church that's a shifting church I'm not a part of a church I'm gonna say it that's built on coffee or just or just socializing but I'm a part of a church that's built up on the rock Christ Jesus and the gates of hell I said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church this church is built on something solid this church is built on solid it may be a weary land but I I've got a rock. I said I've got a rock in the midst of it and his name is Jesus. Would you clap your hands and magnify the Lord? (laughs) 
Well, come on, somebody praise him. Uh, somebody praise him. I feel the Holy Ghost moving. Uh, I said, I feel the Holy Ghost moving. Uh, I'm not going to build my life in drywall. Uh, I'm not going to build my life in plywood. Uh, I'm not going to build my life in sand. Uh, and I'm not going to build my life on some water house. Uh, I'm going to build my life on the rock. Uh, I said, I've got my nail uh, drilled in a sure place. Uh, and it's the rock Christ Jesus. Oh, would somebody magnify the Lord for just a moment? Amen. Amen. And David was the king. Praise God. He was the king. Amen. And, and he did right. He didn't always do right, but he did right in his heart. Amen. And he, and I'll keep my distance here. And, uh, and he did right in his heart. Amen. 16 kings, Riley. 16 kings. And the 16th, amen, was as bad and as vile as it gets. But there was one that came along by the name of Hezekiah. Oof, oof. And he said, we're not going to allow this any longer. He started changing things. He started moving things. He said, we're going to get it back and get it on track. Oh, I just wonder, with all the sin running rampant, amen, with all the protests, and rioting and murders uh, taking place, uh, amen, with everything going wrong. And I'm not talking about proper protest. Uh, I'm for proper protest. Uh, I'm talking about things, uh, amen, that are illegal, uh, amen, and things taking place uh, in, in our country. Uh, so many different uh, areas of sin. Uh, I want to proclaim to the church uh, that I believe that people are going to start looking to the church uh, and saying, you know what? Uh, we need something. Uh, I'm worn out with this. Uh, I can't even even imagine it. I would assume it's still going on. What is it? 90 some days of protests taking place in Portland. The police have got to be worn out. The residents have to be worn out. The protesters have to be worn out. But I've got to proclaim here today that the church is not worn out. The church is standing stronger than they ever have before. The church is built up on the rock. This church is a church in the midst of a weary land. I know we've got sickness I know we've got disease I know we've got it running everywhere and I know I'm preaching it every Sunday and I know you're tired of it and I know I'm tired of it but God's not tired he's a God that's alive he has not sleep he is not weary he's a rock in the midst of a desert come on church